Hi, everybody. Happy Monday, and welcome back to another episode of the BLP Bulletin. It is February 22nd, the start of the last week of the month already, and we've reached our sixth Bulletin episode, which is very, very exciting. So thank you guys for continuing to come back and listen in. As a reminder, we are still recording some of our second season of athlete interviews. We've got an interview dropping this Thursday, February 25th, with Hugh Roberts of the USL. You'll hear more about him in the bulletin today. So make sure you subscribe so you get the episode as soon as it drops. You will not want to miss it. All right, let's get to this week's bulletin. All right, so here we go. The first story I wanted to highlight was actually written by a former NBA player, Eton Thomas, in The Guardian. And in this article, Thomas writes about two NBA players who were activists uh, that didn't really get the recognition that we've seen Kaepernick and other athlete activists of today uh, receive. Um, He really highlighted their stories uh, and highlighted the importance of recognizing those athletes that have sacrificed a lot to create the atmosphere that we're in today. The first athlete he highlighted is Craig Hodges. And Hodges played in the NBA for 10 seasons. He won two. NBA championships with the Bulls and along with Larry Bird he's one of two players to win three consecutive three-point shooting contests at NBA All-Star Weekend and he visited the White House in 1992 uh, for his ceremonial championship visit and he wore a dashiki he delivered a letter to the staff of President H.W. Bush at the time and the letter actually challenged the administration's treatment of poor communities and sought partnership to hold them accountable. Uh, But he was subjected, unlike a lot of activists today, that would probably be applauded for that. He was subjected to, as Thomas put it, a firestorm of public scrutiny, resentment, ridicule, and condemnation. And that eventually led to him being exiled out of the league. And his career was done at 32. And even though he was still in his prime, um, he was no longer uh, popular enough to stick around in the NBA. So again, just an example of somebody that really sacrificed for what he believed in. The other athlete that Thomas highlights is Muhammad Abdul Rauf. And like Hodges, he was also exiled from the NBA because of his beliefs. And Abdul Rauf was Uh, according to Thomas, the Kaepernick before Kaepernick. And he protested during the anthem in 1996. Um, His career wasn't cut short because of his skill set, but he sparked that controversy that we saw again when Kaepernick kneeled. Um, He called the flag of the United States a symbol of oppression and racism and explains that standing for the anthem would conflict with his Muslim faith. And remember, this was in 1996. So he was really, really torn apart. He came to a compromise with the NBA after he was suspended. So he was suspended. It was agreed that he could stand and pray with his head bowed during the national anthem. And you guys may remember that picture. It's commonly used now in a lot of articles around athlete activism. Um, He was really depicted in the media and in public opinion as an ungrateful athlete who just didn't appreciate the opportunities basketball had given him. Um, And he really honestly was traded away um, by the Nuggets. And in 1998, he couldn't even get a tryout with the NBA. And he actually went to play internationally. So it was really um, interesting to read this article. I recommend you dive into this article and also read uh, Ethan Thomas's book where he interviews athletes like Craig Hodges and Mohammed Abdul Rauf, as well as more modern day activists um, like a Kaepernick, like uh, Carmel Anthony, LeBron James, et cetera. Um, and so I really highly recommend you guys go check that out. 
as well. But in the article, uh, Thomas talked to Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, about how things have changed. And Silver really mentions in the quote how proud he is that the NBA now allows its players to speak out and have a point of view that's outside of the league point of view. So again, this article is just another reminder that athlete activism was not always cool and definitely not always accepted before present day. So I appreciate Eton Thomas paying homage to some of these athletes that sacrificed everything to stand up for what they believe in and pave the way for today, uh, really standing up as examples for uh, today's modern athlete. Our next article is from Sports Pro Media. Uh, they're a great bit sports business uh, company out of the UK, and they do a lot of research and articles on trends in sports. Um, and this one struck me because it, again, puts numbers behind what we've been saying and what I've personally been preaching and continuing to shout, that athlete activism actually really matters and makes a difference. Sports Pro Media put some numbers behind this in an article. And athlete advocacy posts could drive as much as 1.2 billion in media value by 2023. That's a huge number, 1.2 billion. Um, their posts, athlete advocacy posts, are generating right now 63% more engagement for brands compared to other content. That's really important, which means that people are paying attention and reacting and engaging, meaning clicking, commenting, sharing more posts around athlete advocacy than other content, right? Like if somebody's a body armor sponsor, right? Nobody's necessarily sharing that. But if it was for a cause or for advocacy, they are sharing it and they're excited about it. The report from Sports Pro and Nielsen also highlighted that brands are increasingly looking to partner with socially conscious sports properties. So that's a big thing to think about because not only do athletes need to be advocates and athletes need to be participating in activism, but sports in general need to start to think about how can they create that third win, as my friend John Balcom would say. Um, and it's interesting to see that a lot of brands are really looking to partner with teams and sports properties, right? leagues, uh, stadiums, etc., athlete brands included in that, um, that are socially conscious, that have some idea of how what impact they can make. So um, the last point I wanted to share from the article is that sports rights holders with sustainability agendas are expected to see an 11% increase in sponsorship revenue in the next three to five years. So community and social impact clearly must be a part of business going forward. It's got to be a part of business as usual. And the numbers here show us why people really care about what you and your brand stand for and what impact you're making to create a better world. So to all the athletes out there, to all the sports folks out there. You guys have a unique platform, um, especially you athletes, to build brands off of activism and impact. So start to think about what impact will it be for you? Uh, the next article I wanted to highlight is about a uh, former NBA player, five-time NBA All-Star Chris Webber. He has partnered with Coursera, the online learning platform, to offer uh, courses at historically black colleges and universities with a new class on civil rights and sports. So uh, Coursera has made several announcements and partnerships to be providing content and courses specifically for HBCUs across the country. Um, and this is a course that they're actually going to offer through the Coursera platform called Activism in Sports Culture. It's the first course offered by All Male Morehouse College on the Coursera platform. And it's going to explore how athletes, coaches, media personalities, both historically and over the past year, have contributed to the movements that have shifted public opinion on inequality and civil rights. 
Um, and this is their second Coursera, second partnership with an HBCU. Um, they've partnered with Howard University as well. The course is available on Coursera. It is $49. It will take about 15 hours to complete per this article. And Chris Weber uh, was interviewed about the course. And he said, and I quote, launching on Coursera allows millions of learners from all walks of life to take this course. I want those to who enroll to be inspired and informed after hearing from the people who have made the greatest sacrifices to influence public conversations. I love this. I plan on signing up for the course. Absolutely. Um, and if you aren't familiar with Chris Weber, uh, not only was he a superstar on the court, but he was a member of the Fame Fab Five at University of Michigan, which is largely responsible and remembered for the cultural shift um, and how basketball kind of became the cool league that it became today and really the fashion icon setting, trend setting uh, athletes. Um, as you know, a lot of NBA players in their interviews or in their uh, walk-ins to the stadiums have crazy fashion, uh, different different trends they're launching, and a lot of people attribute that to the Fab Five. Um, and Weber also announced uh, last week that he is investing $100 million um, in a private equity cannabis fund that's focused on growing businesses of entrepreneurs of color. So I think that is really awesome. I love the work that Chris Weber is doing. He is really setting a standard again as an activist and an advocate. Our next story is a really great feature from the Charlotte Observer on the important work of Hugh Roberts and his backyard footy movement. Hugh is a USL uh, soccer player. He plays for the Charlotte Independence. He's a defender, and he is the creator and host of the Backyard Footy podcast. He's also our highlighted interview of the week coming out on Thursday, so we are really excited to chat with him, so definitely check that episode out. He is also an executive committee member of the USL's Black Players Alliance, uh, and their website, uh, their uh, description of that alliance is that we are a group of strong black players from all over the globe who have come together to put our competitive differences aside and fight for a greater cause. The systemic racism and rampant injustice we see on a consistent basis throughout our country has driven us to organize and mobilize. We will use our platforms as one to push for the necessary changes to better the situations for ourselves, people who look like us, and future generations. First of all, what a powerful mission statement. If you have any doubt on who they are and what they want to do, it is clarified there. Um, and Hugh's doing a lot of work outside of that alliance as well. Backyard Footy started as a podcast in 2018, but as Robert's career progressed over the years, he really began to see an opportunity to use his platform to better the communities he, which in which he lived and played in. And it's so much more than a podcast now. Backyard Footy is a movement acting as a vehicle for change within the community. And he was originally from Maryland. He's been really involved with supporting his own community. And he joined us to talk about his philanthropy goals, his love for soccer, and how it's impacted his life, and how his work with the USL and other organizations um, have really helped him create his activism. Um, he is a really just a remarkable player. He's really found his voice and it was really a pleasure to learn from him and highlight the work he's doing off the field as well. So thank you, Hugh, for amplifying the, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, for using your platform as a pro soccer player to elevate black voices. Um, it was really great to chat with you. I really recommend you stay tuned for that episode dropping Thursday and you'll get all great details and get to hear from Hugh uh, about his work. So I wanted to end this week's uh, bulletin just by shouting out a really fantastic event this past week from Zach Banner of the Pittsburgh Steelers and his big 
B3 Foundation. He joined with the Holocaust Center of Pittsburgh, the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, and two athlete activists, uh, Alicia Clark of the WNBA and Josh Bell of the MLB's Washington Nationals. They talked about the importance of fighting against and speaking out against anti-Semitism and the importance of activism in general for all the different causes that they believe in. Um, These are three great examples of the platform and power athletes have to make an impact and how that platform really does matter. Uh, Zach streamed this conversation via his Twitch channel and it had thousands and thousands of viewers. Uh, was really focused on understanding anti-Semitism, having tough conversations about and asking those tough questions. You know, what does, is it offensive to say Jews? Is it offensive to say, you know, Jewish people? What's the appropriate way to refer to things? You know, how, how can I be better? Um, and they really talked about next steps for how can they advocate for the Jewish people, but also how can they uh, inspire activism across their league and across their fellow players. Um, So really, really important event. I thought it was great. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on Zach Banner's Twitch account. Um, Congrats to him for putting this event together. And uh, again, congrats to all three of those athletes for their fantastic activism, Alicia Clark, Josh Bell, and Zach Banner. So those are our quick hits for this week uh, for the BLP Bulletin on Monday, February 22nd. I hope you all enjoyed it. Don't forget, this Thursday, the 25th, we've got our next athlete interview with Hugh Roberts dropping. So please subscribe. Remember to check that out. Enjoy the last week of the month, and we will see you next Monday for another BLP Bulletin.